Welcome to the Isekai Pod. My name is Matt, and I am Isekai Trash. I love it so much, I watch everyone I can, and very, very rarely do I not completely love them. So come along, let me share my overflowing love for the fantastic, the wonderful, the truly impossible Isekai genre. In another world with my smartphone, or Isekai Wai Smartphone to Tomoni. It's uh, by the studio Production Read, licensed by Crunchyroll and Funimation, 12 episodes airing from July 11th, 2017 to September 26th, 2017. Source material on this one is uh, another web novel slash light novel series by Patora Fuyuhara. So, set the stage for this one. Wikipedia actually sums this one up really well as far as setting the stage. So, 15-year-old Toya Mochizuki is accidentally killed by God. As an apology, God allows him to be resurrected, but since he cannot send him back to his old world, he instead reincarnates him into a fantasy world along with a single special request. Toya uses his request in order to bring his smartphone into the new world with him, which God modifies. As such, while Toya cannot contact his old world with it, the phone can be easily recharged by magic and can otherwise function such as accessing data from the old world and can use relevant features for his new world, such as the GPS function, to locations which are comprehensively identified on it. Now, the part where he can use the internet from his old world, like he uses that kind of, I mean, it advances the story because like he, at one point he's in a shop and they're like, oh, we need some new recipes. And he's like, I'd like some ice cream. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, you don't, you don't have ice cream? And so he looks it up how to make it and he like pulls up the recipe and he's like, this is how we make ice cream. And they make ice cream, and then they go bananas. They're like, you know, oh, this is amazing. You're a magic man. Ha, ha, ha. The whole thing. Um, God also greatly amplifies Toya's physical, magical, and cognitive abilities to a certain degree as a further apologize, apology for the inconvenience of killing him. Taking full advantage of his second chance at life, Toya befriends many different people, mainly females and high-ranking people in the New World. He begins to travel from country to country, solving political disputes, minor quests, and nonchalant nonchalantly enjoying himself with his newfound allies. So our main characters, obviously Toya Mochizuki, after being reborn in this new world, God improved his abilities, gave him an affinity for all the elements. So most people can, like, do one type of magic. Well, he can do them all. You know, no big deal. I think God messed up. Anyway, uh, Elsie and Lindsay, a pair of wandering adventurer sisters, they meet up with Toya and teach him some things about magic and the world. Uh, Yae, Born in the eastern country of Ishin, very similar in this world to feudal Japan. She is helped by Toya and the sisters and decides to accompany them after that. She is sort of like a samurai, a sword wielder, and very old-fashioned. Um, Yumina Belfast, princess of uh, Belfast, meets Toya when he heals her father. She can see a person's true nature, and so she immediately falls for Toya and decides to become his fiance. You know, she decides that. Good times. Shushi Ortland. A cousin of Yumina, she actually meets Toya first, but she is, uh, she's, she's very young. Um, she may like him, but like, you know, like if he's like 15, she's maybe like eight or nine. Too young. Uh, Lean, she's the head of a fairy tribe. She's like 600 years old and can use a magic called program where she can give instructions to inanimate objects and they can then, uh, carry those out. She becomes interested in Toya because, uh, he's able to learn that program from her. And, you know, people just can't learn other people's magic. You know, Toya can, but apparently that's uh, not normal. So anyway, the story. 
Toya gets killed by accident, and God wants to make it up to him. He's like, uh, super sorry, can't send you back to that world, uh, send you to this other world. So he sends him to the alternate world where magic exists uh, with his smartphone, kind of random, uh, and enhanced abilities in the hope that he can lead an easy life to make up for his mistake of killing him. Good times. Not like he really just wants him to be like, you know, take it easy, enjoy life, have some fun, you know, because, whoops, sorry, I killed you on accident, you know, my bad, but I'm God, so uh, here's some enhanced abilities, magic, you can take that weird smartphone with you, why not, that's a weird request, but okay, go for it, could have had anything, but you know, it's a smartphone, why not. Toya meets the sisters, Elsie and Lindsay, and asks them to teach him how to read the language of the world and about how to use magic. This is where Toya and the girls find out that Toya has an affinity for all types of magic, uh, including being able to learn null magic, which is like specialty magic that a person can have, but it's usually restricted to just them. Like, if you have null magic, you have, like, a spell you can do that's just yours, basically. But Toya, you know, he can learn those. He can learn anyone's null magic. You know, no no restrictions. And God really messed up, but, you know. It's fun. It moves the story along. Toya decides to become an adventurer with the sisters, and they take a quest to deliver a letter. In the course of this quest, they come across Yae, who's being attacked. They help her out, and, uh, you know, she eventually joins their party. She's like, I'm, uh, you know, you guys are cool. I'm going to hang out with you. They rescue Sushi at this point as well. Uh, when they're introduced to the Duke, uh, Sushi's dad, they learn that Sushi's mother is blind because of an illness and can only be healed by the null magic her grandfather knew. So, you know, her grandfather's dead, but Toya's like, mm, I'll learn it. So he learns it and heals uh, her mom. Duke is impressed. Everyone's impressed. They all get medals showing they are under the protection of the Duke. They really get medals. It's wild. Oh, and he gives Toya, like, the equivalent of 40 million yen, which is, don't be too impressed, it's like under $400,000, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. 40 million yen sounds way more impressive than it really is. Toya buys a coat that protects against magic. Magic that you know, but it's super weak against magic you don't know, meaning it protects him from all magic. Oof. They go kill a monster that can regenerate. The Duke asks, asks Toya to heal the king, his brother. Uh, the king was poisoned, and Toya heals him, and then goes full Sherlock to solve the mystery of who did it, because who they're framing for it is a girl he had previously met in another country, you know, and helped her out. She was cool, and he was like, you didn't do this. So he goes full Sherlock. And he's like, well, let's recreate the events of that night. Um, so after he's saved the king, he's deduced this mystery. He's done his whole thing. Uh, this is when he meets Yumina, uh, and she falls in love with him. And she wants to get married. She's like, we should get married. And her dad's like, I love that idea. As the king, I'm thinking my daughter could marry this dude. He's cool. But Toya's like, what, the, what is happening here? I don't, I don't want to get married. What, is, what? I just met you. And so he manages to, to wiggle out of it and uh, get the marriage delayed for two years. And the king's like, okay, you got two years. If you don't love my daughter after two years, cool. No, you know, no harm, no foul, whatever. But give her two years to, to really seduce you, boy. Anyway, she teaches him summoning magic. And you guessed it, he summons a powerful spirit known as the White Monarch. Yeah, it was like four great spirits or something. I don't know. He summons one of them, and that thing's like, who are you? This ain't happening. And he's like, I got power. And it's like, whoa, okay, cool. I'm your cool familiar now. He names it Kohaku. They then go to investigate a dude who is researching slime beasts. Uh, the girls get slimed, and it eats their clothes. Classic. Uh, Toya gets a huge mansion to live in, and thanks for saving the king. 
Uh, guess who lives there with him? Yep, you got it. All the girls. They all think they are engaged to him now, so that's fun. Uh, the king asked him to go to a neighboring country to set up talks with their king to form an alliance. Now, this is like a kingdom of like uh, uh, demi-humans, beast people. Uh, good times. Um, they have to kill a dragon on the way. Like, they don't have to. I mean, they come across a dragon destroying a town, and they're like, well, that's not cool. So they kill this dragon. And then, like, the uh, it's a black dragon, and a red dragon shows up and is like, uh, sorry about that. I don't know what that black dragon's problem was. Uh, he was just lost his mind and just went out rampaging. And so Kohaku is there, and the red dragon's like, whoa, uh, white monarch, what's your deal? You, like, hanging out with this human? And Kohaku's like, this human's powerful. I'm as familiar now. And the red dragon's like, whoa, okay. And Kohaku's like, you need to go back and tell the dragon king uh, to keep better control of his children because that stuff can't be happening, homie. And the red dragon's like, yeah, like, it's our bad. We're really super sorry. The town should not have been destroyed. We are, it's not cool. We get it. So that whole thing happens. So anyway, um, the king of the neighboring country is like a, a, like a, like a lion person. And he's a total strength nut. Like, he loves being strong, showing off his muscles. And so he challenges Toya to a duel just for funsies. Um, <laughs> the funny part then is, like, the king's retainers, the people around the king, they're, like, whispering to Toya. They're like, if you can beat him up, please do that because he's got to stop doing this dangerous stuff of challenging people to fight. Someone's going to kill him, and you seem totally cool. So if you could just, like, not kill him, but, like, you know, give him a spanking. Maybe he'll stop this nonsense because it worries us. And it's pretty funny. Uh, so, you know, he does the thing. He, you know, he impresses that king, too. Uh, the monarchs meet. Oh, no. And before that, uh, he goes to this, like, mansion and meets Lane, who's that fairy, the head of the fairy tribe, like 600 years old. She teaches him the program spell, and she's super intrigued with his ability to learn it. He's like, hey, I can learn it. She's like, you shouldn't be able to, but cool. Um, so like he goes back to the mansion and makes himself a bicycle, which blows everyone's minds because they don't have bicycles. They've never seen a bicycle. And it's just like two wheeled thing. You can ride and have fun. And so everybody's like challenging each other to riding bicycles. It's totally wild. But anyway, back at the mansion, Lane comes. She's like, Hey, uh, can you make a portal? I need to go to Ishin, which is Yai's homeland. I need to do a thing. I want to find a thing. Uh, you know, I got business. And so he's like, uh, I, can't, I can't go to places I don't know. So he like puts his head up against Yai's head because she's from there. And do they kiss? I don't remember. They might have kissed. It's super wild. It's very cute. Everybody's very embarrassed. Everyone's getting red-faced. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, so he visualize, she visualizes it. He peeks into her brain skull thing. Uh, he's like, oh, Ishin, got it. So they teleport. Well, they go through a portal to Ishin. Uh, they go to Yai's family's house, and her mom's like, oh, your father and brother are, like, at war? There's a war. There's a war happening. Um, they're at war. And she's like, Toya, can we, like, help him out? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, I've got nothing better to do with my time. So uh, there's, like, zombies, zombie samurai attacking. And so, uh, you know, Toya's like, I'm going to make a spell using my smartphone to locate all the zombies, and we're going to shoot rays of light at them. Boom, boom, boom. They all die. But they're all wearing these wild masks. They're being controlled by a dude. So they're like, let's get to the bottom of this. Those dudes are being controlled. They're not like this. They're zombies. That's not right. There shouldn't be zombies. You know, that's not normal. So they go and find the dude who's controlling everybody. They beat him up, you know, restore balance to that world. 
Everybody's super happy about that. Um, so anyway, Lean's purpose there was to find these ancient ruins, and they find out it's on an island. They go to that island. Um, they travel under the water to find, you know, this ancient ruins and stuff, and there's like a teleport thing, and so Toya gets on the thing, and he teleports, and now he's in a flying garden known as like a Babylon garden or something. And uh, he meets this, uh, there's this robot girl who, like, tries to show him her underwear. I don't know. She's a robot. I don't, I don't know what's going on in this anime. Like, there's a lot of, like, fan service type stuff. But I I just want to, it doesn't sound like it, but I really love this anime. <laughs> it was so much fun. But there was a lot of tropey fan service stuff. Like, there, there, there's no full-on nudity, for sure. But there's, like, girls falling in love. It's definitely a harem anime. Uh the robot does try to show Toya her underwear for seemingly no purpose. I don't really know what's going on there. She like kisses him to get his saliva for DNA purposes. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, so in the Babylon Garden, he uh, gets to talk to this crazy hologram, which is a recorded message, but of a person that's long dead, long dead. The the professor that like made the garden, but like she had the ability to see the future so she could see this future meeting between herself and Toya and she made a hologram that would take the her part as she's already dead totally wild um impossible yeah anyway you know it's you know, it's interesting certainly it's, it's an interesting plot device okay uh, Toya becomes the new owner of the garden and there's like bits of it all over the world so you know whatever you've got to find the other pieces but you know, he, he, he owns it now because he was there. He made it there. Nobody else, nobody should have been able to be there. He made it there. So he's the owner. They're like, this is yours now. Cool. Good luck. You take care of it. He's like, well, that's cool. All right. So the anime kind of ends after this with all the girls wanting to marry uh, Toya. They're like, we all love you. And polygamy's totally cool in this world. So we're going to all be your brides and stuff. And he's like, here's the thing. No. You're all very fun, and I like all of you a lot. You're my friends. We're having a good time. I cannot make all of you happy. And he's just, you know, he's copping out. It's great. And he's like, I can't make all of you happy. And they're like, oh, we get that. That's totally cool. We believe that. We accept that. We're going to still try to make you happy and stuff. And then the credits. And then after the credits, you meet another character who's apparently important, like Ende. Anyway, this dude who's like, he shows up in like the opening theme, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. But you don't meet him until the end of the last episode, after the credits. Like, they're setting you up for a second season that everyone and their mother knows is not going to happen, okay? The, the anime is called In Another World with My Smartphone. It's easily recognized as an isekai, which get 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 crapped on. Isekais get crapped on. I don't know why. I love them. But then it's, it's an isekai about a dude who took his smartphone into the parallel world. And you're like, okay, we're not watching that. And so, like, I don't think a lot of people watched it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it's worth a watch if you you know if you've got time. If you've got nothing but time, watch the show. Uh, it won't blow your mind, but it is fun. There's an oh, he's overpowered protagonist, which I love. Gets a harem. I mean, come on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend I don't love that. Good times. Um, he's got a smartphone and he's you know he's using it to do magic. I don't know. It's fun. God kills him and then he's like, oh, oops, sorry about that. Didn't mean to kill you. I'd put you in this other world and make you OP. So I know it's the way I describe it kind of sounds boring and strange, but it it was it was fun. And while I was looking at Wikipedia to refresh my memory and stuff, like they go deep in Wikipedia. Apparently, after the story of the anime, like dude goes off and becomes a demigod and is working on becoming a true god in this world because his body was recreated by the god of worlds. 
the god who was like, sorry, I killed you. Let me send you a different world. That's the god of worlds. And since he recreated Toya, his body's special. And, you know, he can become a god. So that's super interesting. I might have to check out the, the, the stupid source material now. I don't know. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I want it's, I, I love a story where an overpowered protagonist becomes a god. That sounds like fun. Let's go, champ. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Isekai Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Isekai Pod. Find us online at isekaipod.com. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll hear from me again real soon. Unless you get trapped in a parallel world. Sayonara. Sayonara.